0: Hey guys, we're back again with Fossil and the Spawn. If you listened to last episode... Um, Is everybody mad at me? <laughs>
1: no, that's not what I was going to say. Is anybody still listening? Did I piss everybody off? No,
0: if anything, I pissed people off. Last episode we talked about how you always go, It's Fossil! And then I'm just like... It's Spawn! <laughs> so like, I thought we'd, we'd switch it up a bit this time. Anyways... Today, I'm having a sigh day. (sighs) S-I-G-H. A really big sigh day.
1: We take turns.
0: Mom and I came up with this thing a little while ago where, what even happened? And I think I was in the kitchen. I think this is how this all started. You were in the the living room and I was in the kitchen, which are like kind of connected but kind of not. I let out a big sigh and you went, that was a big sigh. Yep. And I went, yeah. And then I yelled at
1: you, it's my sigh day.
0: Is that what happened? And then you said no, it's mine.
1: My side And yeah. then I said no, it's mine. And then, and then I like okay, it can be yours. I'll do mine yes.
0: tomorrow. Yes. Okay. So now we have side days, and really it's like a first come first serve basis. <laughs>
1: Whoever calls it gets it. Whoever
0: calls it gets it. And then sometimes because we're so nice, we'll <laughs> um, delegate side days to the boys. Um, so. Let's say my brother comes home from work and, and he lets out a sigh because apparently all of us do it.
1: It's an awareness <laughs> thing. It you it's just like almost like a nervous tick. Yeah. You know, we all have something that we don't realize our weird thing. That we don't realize we do. And I I, have I a few of those just with you being home, I realize that I do it as well. And I do it when no one's around. Mm-hmm. I catch myself now doing it. After Fine. I do, i went like, Oh, I just did the thing. <laughs>
0: I'm worried I'm going to do it at work now.
1: That's okay. (laughs) You'll do it at work. But what happens?
0: Somebody says, you okay? Are you okay? And you're like, oh, damn. (laughs) No, it's just my side (laughs) day. My side day. Yeah. So just in case anyone wants to know, we want to know when you guys have side days because we are always having side days in this house. Michael came home the other day, my brother, and he had a really... He let out a really gargantuan fucking sigh. (laughs) And we were like, I think it was originally your sigh day. (laughs) And I think we gave it to him because we were like, we can't top that.
1: I did a half. I did a half. You did a half sigh day. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, is like mostly it's like one person per day. But if you're having a really stressful day, you can give it to two people. Again, it's like... it's, It's house rules. Whatever... Whatever you feel, but...
1: It's a politeness as well. It's a
0: politeness. <laughs> Acknowledge that someone's having their side day. That's it. Some of us like birthdays. Some of us like anniversaries. Well, in the McMahon household, we do side days. Sigh days. So what's making you sigh today? Here's the thing. I feel whenever we get groceries for some reason, it's your <laughs> side day. And today we're getting groceries, so...
1: Part of that is just because there's always that thing that you forgot to get on the list, even mm-hmm. though you spent three hours meticulously going three over your list, cabinets yeah. and your list to make sure you have everything for making lunches for Mikey and blah, blah, mm-hmm. having your special diet, and then you forget something. I am human! God damn it, I am human!
0: Yeah, but when the groceries are coming, it's usually mom's side day. Mm-hmm. It's a good rule of thumb. Super interesting. Mm-hmm. Not. <laughs> okay. Ow. So... I think that going off
1: of last week's topic, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure there were a lot of people disagreeing. So if we pissed you off last week, we do apologize because especially it'd be cool if we could all be sitting at the table talking about this. We we would have fun discussing the differences in our viewpoints.
0: I do appreciate listening to Mm -hmm. different viewpoints. I really do. I've been seeing a lot of TikToks and other videos lately. I'm sorry. I know, like, I always talk about TikTok. One of the things people are saying is, like, a common theme that I've at least seen is that people, their friends are kind of, like, a direct reflection of them, you know? Like, obviously, that makes sense. You're going to be with people who are similar to you or, or whatnot. But
1: Younger years, that's
0: true. Really?
1: Older years you should be able to get along with people who don't have your same viewpoint. That's not always true. It depends on your level of insecurity.
0: Mm. I don't even mean like a lot of these mean physically like oh if you're blonde you're going to want someone who like looks like you who's like blonde and whatever. Which what? is like, weird. I don't know. I I don't know if the, where that whole trend came from where it's like oh like the blonde best friends are, like that I don't know it's weird. Because all of my friends look drastically different than I do.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody goes out of their way. Do people actually do that? I
0: don't know. That's why I'm so confused.
1: I don't think so.
0: I don't know. Maybe it was like four TikToks that I saw. And then I was just like, maybe this is a thing. Anyways, it got me thinking about the people we surround ourselves are kind of like a reflection of us. Right? And in a way, it's unfair. You really can't control anything they do. But then again, it's like you chose to surround yourself with those people, right? So it got me thinking about how the friends that we have that might not have the same like morals as we do, but they're still your friends. And how do you go about that where it's like they are my friend, but I don't really agree with them and I don't necessarily want people thinking we're the same. This is
1: an important topic for me. (laughs) (laughs) because as i got older a lot of people that i truly care about did things that i was astounded Mm -hmm. and maybe even i was a bit offended which it's not my life so i have no real reason to be offended other than i didn't want to watch the train wreck Mm -hmm. but you know you love them you care about them because remember, I'm, I'm looking at this, not from somebody I met in, at college a year ago. I'm looking at this from the direction of, I know my friends for 40 some years. So these are like my sisters and my brothers. These people are important to me. We're talking about a friend who is making a decision that you don't agree with. Mm mm-hmm. Are, is this a good friend having a bad moment in their life? Or is this a bad friend having making bad choices? That's what you need to ask yourself. Are they important to you? The scenario is if it's not directly affecting you, they're not doing drugs in front of you. Or if they're doing drugs and you care about them, it's different from them doing drugs in your house in front of you. Right. Very different scenarios. Right. One is none of your business unless they make it your business, even if you love them as a friend your question was about what do you do when you have a friend whose moral compass may be rattling around a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You let them bump their heads. You give them the space to do it. And if you don't like what they're doing, you back off. You do not have to stand there and watch it. Mm -hmm. And I can guarantee you, unless they're asking your opinion, coming to you and saying, Emily, Angie, what would you do? Unless they're asking you that, keep your mouth shut. (laughs) Yeah. I'm experiencing this on a couple different levels. Yeah. You can see something coming their way. You see them headed towards a car crash, and
0: you can't save them from it. Because the thing is, is like ultimately, they know they're about to get in a car crash. They just don't necessarily care. And then, even if they ask your opinion about it, it doesn't change anything.
1: But that's okay, because it's their lesson to learn, and all you have to do
0: is show them that
1: they are... A human being who, even if they make a mistake, you still love them. That's all I want from my friends. Go ahead and fuck up all you want. No,
0: absolutely. I just thought it was an interesting question. Because now we're getting like, oh, you just have to love people. Like, fuck that. I hate that shit. So, anyway. No, you do. (laughs) I am struggling. But that's like, that's like very, like. It's
1: not just very, like. I struggle. (laughs) (laughs) It is not just very, like. (laughs) I have one particular friend that I struggle with. Mm Mm-hmm their life right now is a kind of a mess Mm -hmm. and it physically hurts me to talk to them. Mm -hmm. And I feel guilty because part of my brain says run after them and help them. And the other part of my brain says, you know, that's not going to do anything. You're just chasing your tail.
0: Don't run after somebody who doesn't want to be, you know, helped. I think where it's difficult too is it's one of those things where it's like, yes, it doesn't affect you but then you're still supporting this person who's doing something that you don't think is right and then it's like how do you ride that line between still loving them and being their friend and because after like it's one of those things where we we do this with with artists and stuff where we're like they killed someone or they you know sexually assaulted someone therefore we shouldn't support them anymore and it's like not that your friends are doing stuff like that like i'm not saying to that extent but let's say they're you know doing hard drugs like hard hard drugs or let's say they cheated or let's say they stole something you know and then it's like okay well i'm friends with them And I let it slide. You know? Doesn't that weigh on you a little bit?
1: It does weigh on you. That's why you have to make yourself unavailable. I've been through therapy. Mm -hmm. Okay? (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) Right? No. The first time I went through therapy was after my father killed himself. Now looking back on our conversations, Mm -hmm. I understood. And going through the classes of what a person who is a therapist and a counselor Okay, you are never to tell a client what to do. You're only to provide them with more questions so that they can make a decision themselves. Right. And looking back on young me, having gone through therapy, I missed the whole point. That person had been sitting there looking at me going, you're a dumbass. No. You are a dumbass who is not ready to hear anything I have to say. Yeah. Really? No, absolutely. Angie that age... Did not get it. I still thought that life happened to you and things just came to you. They came to you and you dealt with it. I never understood recently in the last decade and a half that you make life happen. You were always responsible and in control of your life. Young Angie didn't understand that. So when the therapist is saying, well, what are you going to do about that? My response was, what can I do about that? There was a lot I could do about it. I just didn't like the choices because I put myself in a corner. Right. The choices were hard, and I didn't like the answers.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I avoided. I avoided looking at the answers. I'll just let it work out. Well, how? Where'd that get me? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I ended up a single mom. I ended. Oh, it was a mess. I was a mess. But if I were my friend back then. I'd have been like, ugh, girl, no, I don't have time for you right now. Go figure it out. (laughs) And I'm kind of doing that with a friend of mine now. I want the best for them. Absolutely want the best for them. And it hurts me to sit on the phone and listen to them tell me what's going on because I can't stand it. (laughs) I want to jump in their life and straighten their shit out. And I can't because it's not my life. So I just have to sit there and, uh uh-huh, oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But everything they're doing is their responsibility. They've made these bad choices and now they're living in the muck of it and they're still not aware that they have the power to change it. And I can't spend another minute. So, do I still, yes, I still, I am not, I did not push this person out of my life. I'm just
0: waiting for them to
1: grow, to figure it
0: out. But you did. To some extent, like tell them how you felt about it.
1: I have always been honest. Mm-hmm. I did exactly that. I told them exactly how
0: I felt, one hundred percent. Because I think it's different to say nothing and then
1: yeah. Oh no no no! I I said something, but I didn't do. I didn't seek them out. Yeah. They sought me out. You out. Yeah. And I opened up and said. Bleh. This is what I think about it, and you're not going to like me. If you want to stop talking
0: to me, I understand. Mm-hmm. But no. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> nope. None of that. So you're saying they have to ask your opinion, though. But what happens, okay, let's say you have a friend who, like, goes to the store and, like, steals, like, a $300 dress or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And then they tell you about it, and they're like, oh, like, that was so awesome, like, blah, 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 whatever. They didn't ask your opinion, but, like, you should still probably be like, dude, Why the fuck did you do that? I would handle it this way. Okay.
1: You're a dumbass. Get your shit together. Mm -hmm. What are you
0: doing? Okay, replace that situation, but with drugs. Same same response? In fact, yes, I have. Mm.
1: When I was really young, back in like pre-middle school. (laughs) Pre-middle school? (laughs) I mean like going into middle school. Yeah, like elementary school. Yeah, elementary school. Like sixth grade. Yeah. Someone had... Marijuana, which was a huge fucking deal yeah, what the f- in our little what? tiny world, someone had marijuana. I turned them into to the school mm. officials. I was that. You're kind. a snitch. I was a snitch. You're a little. Now let me snitch. tell You're you something. Paddle-tail. Let me tell you something. What did that teach me? It taught me that it didn't change anything. That snitches get stitches. Well, no, it didn't. No, no, nothing bad happened to me. They were really mad, but. I looked at it like I really, honest to God, thought that I was saving them. They didn't want to be saved. And that's the first time I learned the lesson. It's, it's none of my business. I thought, I can't handle this. I need to tell an adult. That's what I was taught. Yeah. Go to the adults when you need a problem solved. Now, I wouldn't have done that. I'm not going to turn someone in for stealing a dress. But I'm going to tell you, you're a fucking dumbass, and don't wear it around me. Yeah. But that doesn't make them a bad person. It means they're yeah. making a bad choice, and there is a difference between a bad friend and a good friend making a bad choice. hmm And if you're really a good friend, <laughs> you're going to let them make their mistakes and grow. But that does not mean you have to be a part of it. It doesn't mean you have to share their life, that that stage of their life, with them. That's the lesson I've learned.
0: No, yeah. Because
1: if they leave you and they don't want to talk to you again, then you really were not meant to be friends. You're not sharing the same values, the same morals. Mm -hmm. This same friend put up a lot of my shit too, let's be honest. This friend was with me back in the day. This person has always had my back, so I'm
0: just going to say that. So I guess my other question would be, when when do you walk away when is because okay here's another thing it's, when they go out of their way to hurt you on purpose
1: then it's time to walk i believe that with every relationship
0: cuz i feel like it's easier to do to make this scenario like a romantic relationship so okay, I, let's, let's i'm going to switch it right let's
1: go to romantic relationship
0: let's say you're married mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then your partner cheats on you mm-hmm. and then they, their reasoning behind it wasn't necessarily, I mean, to hurt you. I mean, indirectly, yes, it was. You know what I mean? Because, like, no, you can't really hurt someone. But it isn't. But, but the real reason behind <laughs> it, let's say, was because, like, they needed freedom or they needed whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. They, they were lacking attention, what have you. Mm-hmm. At that point, because in my mind, I'm the type of person where it's like, that's inexcusable mm-hmm. no matter why you did it. Mm-hmm. However... I do know other people where that's not necessarily the end-all, do-all, be-all. And so, at what point do you say, enough? That's a sliding scale for everybody. But you're, to your point, you said that it was when they go out of their way to hurt you. hmm
1: If my husband came home and said... I was away. Oh my god, we could, whatever happened, there was a party, we got whatever and I slept with somebody, but I don't even know their name. That was a really stupid mistake, and then I would have to say what is wrong in my marriage that that happened at all? Right. Why are they so bored now that that happened? Yeah. That is that is a uh, problem, a <laughs> big huge problem. Yeah. But if my husband came to me and said, I've been seeing this person on the side for a year, you're done. Yeah. Done. Okay, first scenario, sucks. I would probably contemplate leaving if I didn't think that the issues that caused the problem could be fixed. Sometimes they can. I know there's somebody who's gonna hear this and go, absolutely not. I'm telling you from my angle and my age, my experience, if you've been with somebody, And you want that to work out. And there is true love because you fell in love with them somehow. Yeah. You loved them enough to marry them. It's never always, you know, honey and roses. You gotta... Honey and roses. Sometimes you gotta clean up the pile of shit. Yeah. (laughs) So where is your pile of shit? But I don't think sex in itself is a reason to leave. It's the intent. If they sought out someone else, if they thought that you weren't having enough intimacy and your husband seeks out someone that that's an you know that's an absolute no (laughs) for me that's my sliding scale one problematic issue not so much i mean yeah it would hurt you'd have to rebuild your trust but having another actual relationship with someone else for any amount of time
0: is a i am not in this to be this is not a... Yeah, I was just using that as an example. Yeah. Because I, I think it's harder to do with, like, friends.
1: It's not really harder to do with friends. If no, you're... I meant,
0: like, it's hard to come up with a scenario. Like, do you have a scenario that would fit that?
1: Well, I've always been so up with my friends that they either... We either agree or we disagree. And where we disagree, no one's actually crossed that line.
0: But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to think of one that's, like, actually crossing that line. Where it's like they didn't mean to hurt you directly, but... Oh
1: okay okay well and we can even use this with a sex scenario a friend in high school we were very close back then oh yeah and she slept with my boyfriend yeah they were the type to go out and get high and get drunk i was not i was home and i was working i was doing things they slept together now i didn't hate her i couldn't hate her because she wasn't trying to win him over she wasn't trying it was just a stupid thing that happened that's the perfect example did it hurt me to the core absolutely did I ever trust her again no (laughs) did that make her an absolute bad person it did not yeah it made her make a very bad choice that affected my future but that was my choice and decision to say what happened after that it wasn't you know what I mean it Mm -hmm. wasn't can I resent that it happened yeah of course I do but she's not a bad person. And I mean you gotta look at it. If you love that per- that other guy, that girl, that guy, that girl, your your partner, of course other people are gonna be attracted to them. You know, what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily when you're young acceptable. and the other thing is that I'm
1: old enough to look back and go, we were babies. You yeah. can't expect adult relationships out of babies. We all take it too seriously. Boss baby. Boss babies. We all take it too seriously when we're in our teens. As if that's the do-all, end-all love of your life. It's fucking not, guys. It's not oh. the do-all, end-all. I'm sorry, it's not. Oops. You maybe, if you're lucky enough to have a relationship continue on, fantastic. Yeah. That's not the norm. Yeah. It's not.
0: Yeah. I I think I was just thinking about all of this. You know, just because of like personal situations, but also just even watching television and seeing like in relationships and friendships, how little something can break people apart. But also how much some people are willing to forgive, which it's like everyone has a different threshold of like what they're willing to accept. (sighs) Just if someone kills someone, robs a bank and then has an affair with like a minor, (laughs) if it's like a pedophile or whatever. And then their partner's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, we can get over this. It's a hump in the road. I'm like, what, (laughs) sometimes? You know, on like television shows?
1: The more solid you are in yourself and your independence, the less other people's stuff, even your own husband or wife matters.
0: Part of me disagrees with that because if someone's that messed up and doing that much stuff, If you were actually that independent, you could just walk away. Exactly.
1: Oh, exactly.
0: Oh, was that your point? My
1: point is that you always have a choice, even if you don't like the choice. You do not have to stand there and take it. Yeah. I did not have to stand and be punched in the face or choked.
0: I did not have to stay. That kind of came out of nowhere because you've never talked about that on
1: here. (laughs) I'm just saying things happen in life that you don't like. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can say, "I can't do anything about. I don't like my job, but I can't." You fucking can. If I hear one more person tell me that they can't switch jobs, I'm gonna lose my shit. Mm -hmm. My patience level on that is very low now because I know from personal experience when you get to the point where you hate your job, it's time to leave. You have to leave. Mm -hmm. It's going to take you time. You might not get the absolute dream job. No, you're not going to get your absolute dream job right away, but you might. Or you might go into a job that you didn't necessarily want to keep and then end and up meeting people that can help you start your own business or whatever. There's the yeah. scenarios. It's like we are locked into an expectation of what our life should be and who's actually responsible for it. And when it comes to our friends, friends are chosen family. They are yeah. the people we allow in our life. And if you have a friend that you think is not worth your effort or time in the moment or
0: in general in general <laughs> yeah
1: but don't all i'm saying is don't be so quick to throw a good friend away for a bad choice
0: because mm-hmm. yeah, i am the most absolutely. my
1: friends will tell you i am very judgmental i am very hard on myself i'm very hard on them
0: mm-hmm. aren't i I mean, you're Virgo, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm
1: told that, right? Yeah. I, I don't put up with a lot of shit. <laughs> I'd say,
0: say both you and I are pretty freaking judgmental.
1: Maybe you but, a little bit more so. But I have high standards for myself. Mm-hmm. You, you can think what you want about me. I have made mistakes. I've done really stupid things. But I hope, like, fuck, I've learned from them. Mm-hmm. The only way to have a friend for 40 and 50 years and more is to
0: allow them to make mistakes stupid shit yeah I think for me it's always just like what level are we gonna accept here
1: well exactly and only every single one of us can make that uh, answer that
0: yeah it's gonna be different for everybody I mean do you ever think about this maybe maybe I'm weird but sometimes I'm like how much would it take for like you to stop supporting me you know what I mean like not that this would ever happen as a like, child your daughter just in general we watch so much like television and movies that are like so drastic and then the mom's like i'll never i'll never leave you i'll tell and you I'll, what. and i'm like i can i can, I can answer this question for you and for
1: for all three of you except mm-hmm. mike because he doesn't have a choice yeah it's when you look at me and go leave me the fuck alone Mm. if you looked at me and said those words leave me the fuck alone you would not hear from me until you called me again but like
0: people that's by line people whose like children turn into like actual bad people like murderers and and just bad people in general we'll just leave it there
1: but what was the
0: How do you, and again, like, I don't know because I don't have children, but like, how do you look at them and be like, it's okay? Like, I still accept you. Like, no, you're still, you're a bad person.
1: Are they a bad person or did they just make bad choices?
0: If you go into a school and kill 20 children, like, come on. But why did they do that? Again,
1: I want to go back into the why. You can still ask why, but it doesn't
0: change the outcome.
1: That kid was not looking at their mom going, I love you, mom. What are we having for dinner? Yeah. That kid was holed up in their room doing things and studying things and making choices that their their parents were not privy to. Yeah. Their parents weren't sitting there going, oh, how's that uh, how's that thing on the school shooting going? Yeah? You got it all planned? Great. Aces. You got a plan B? All right, cool. No parent ever. Mm-hmm. Those parents were not involved. It hurts to, to think about that. Those parents were probably not even trying to be oblivious. Maybe they were ultra busy in whatever their issues were. We forget parents are still grown up children. Mm-hmm. They're just human beings who are trying to do their best too. They don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers for you. I don't know my answers. But it would literally take for you for you to push me away, you'd have to look me in the eye and I'd know you mean it or not and say leave me the fuck alone. That would be it. Yeah. That's all it would take. Interesting. I don't care. If you if you had a scenario where you were getting ready to go to jail, I would be behind
0: you. That's crazy. I don't know why that like blows because my mind. Because I
1: have the faith that you're not going to do something intentionally. You're yeah. not going to wake up tomorrow and go, I'm going to go gut somebody like a deer. <laughs> yeah, I know. but I want to know what that feels like. Uh, no, you would not I do just, that. If something happened and you accidentally shot somebody and things fell around. But and I then think the way it allows, But I
0: think that's... I'm talking about the people where it wasn't accidental, where it wasn't a life death or death situation, when it was like, they made a really fucked up decision and they're a fucked up person.
1: Then I would look my child in the eye and say, what happened?
0: Yeah. If they start
1: crying and go, mom, I don't know what happened. The gun went on, whatever happened, it happened, it all happened so fast, I don't even know why I did it. Then you can know that they just fucked up.
0: That's but all what happens if, if they, they don't regret it?
1: If they don't regret it, then you then you have to literally say, "This is not my child. This is somebody that I don't understand or see, and I can't help them. They're bigger than their problem is bigger than me." I think it's human nature to want to be important in someone else's life. I think we all just want to have good relationships and be important to someone. And if we're not mentally healthy, sometimes we don't even know we're seeking out the unhealthy relationships.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's like a big lesson I'm seeing lately.
1: It's awareness.
0: Or even when you look at your own friends and then you look at the people they surround yourself with and you're like, what are you doing? But then you're like, you're also surrounding yourself indirectly with those people by being with that person. If you like, if I was with a religious friend, I'm going to be the bad guy.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It's perspective. So I guess the original question, where's the line of when you keep somebody in your life and when you don't? Mm -hmm. Going off of the idea of when moral compasses (laughs) go a bit haywire. Mm -hmm. Just ask, what was the intention in the first place? If I'm offended by something someone else does that I had no part of, it's none of my business.
0: I mean, if it starts to affect you, though, it is your business. If they expect me... To come
1: get them or do something like that. But then it's up to me to say, no, I'm not engaging in this. I don't
0: don't even mean like that, but like if you guys have plans and then they are just like kind of a fuck up now.
1: Well, then it's up to me to say I'm not making plans anymore. Shame on me if I do it again. Mm -hmm. I'm not responsible for their life. They are. Just know that you're not responsible for other people, but that doesn't mean you have to cut them out of your life just because you don't agree with them. Unless they're intentionally hurting you, intentionally pissing you off and going out of their way to hurt you, you do not need to get rid of people. I mean, that's just yeah. how I feel about
0: it. I think the reason I brought this topic up was because in both high school and college, I found myself with people that maybe didn't necessarily have like a great reputation. But when I talked to them, I was like, you're... a cool person and you're like a good person it's just that like you've gone through some fucked up things and you've done some fucked up things but a lot of the times the reason they did those things was because of things that have happened to them but you know if if you're abused or something happened to you and then you turn towards something that's negative then you can kind of see why that happened and then if you actually talk to them I don't know. I just sympathized with them a lot of the time, which is perfect. But it was funny because even even like in high school, people would be like, oh, you're friends with her. Like you guys are nothing alike. And I'd be like, yeah, but like if you actually got to know her, like she's cool. But that's you know? judging someone off of one we thing all that do you it, know. do it, though. Like, this is hypocritical because, like, I do it where we're, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, in front of that bitch? But, know, well,
1: like... but, the, but if you took the time to get to know anyone about their reason for something that happened, maybe they could control it, maybe they couldn't control it. Right. But if you only know one thing and you make a judgment on it, you're we're wrong. We're just, we're always going to be wrong because number one, even if you are the person being judged, your identity
0: should not be trapped into one event in your life. It's also crazy just how much your reputation can change just by changing environments. Even like I have a close friend who like in high school was known very differently than she's known in college. Exactly. You know, and it's like, that was kind of. Like a, a do over for her, I guess, in a way. You will get do overs every 10 years. Yeah. And <laughs> you really do. If kind of you crazy. choose to. Um, um, and, like, even. Re- I mean, it, unless you really do something bad and it <laughs> she makes, like, national news. Even <laughs> but, then, you can always reinvent yourself. Yeah. The celebrities
1: prove that. Yeah. You wait five years, the same celebrity who was in the news for being horrible will have a blockbuster. Yeah. No, it's so true. Robert Downey Jr. was horrible in the news in my day he was a not a good character on the news I mean if you went strictly by his behavior mm. you would have thought nope but he made a comeback and he's better than ever so he is proof that you can change everything about your life everything yeah I know nobody knows me but I know I'm proof I proved it to myself you can change everything you can about change your life everything. yeah yeah your need to change needs to be greater than your need to stay the same. That's, that's all it is. But be kind to each other, guys. And when you say that, it doesn't mean just put up with other people's shit. It doesn't mean be a doormat. It doesn't mean you have to accept what someone else is doing. It's just saying give each other the space to grow. I mean, try not to ruin your reputation. But if you do, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Good news. <laughs> We're all going to be okay. Even your worst day doesn't have to be your worst day. You can always go lower. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. (laughs)
0: Hopefully you learn something and don't ever do it again. I'm sorry. I just replayed my laugh in my head and I'm so sorry to all of the casualties out there from that. You mean we still have listeners?
1: our last two our
0: last two topics have been kind of heavy i don't know if anybody's gonna listen to us ever again sorry mom told me she was like come up with the topics and when emily comes up with the topics it gets a little
1: eh, emzy gets
0: dark sorry spawn spawn of satan stop that no i'm not actually i take that back i just thought it was a funny joke mom didn't like it now we're here
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right guys be cool, and we'll see you in episode 20. Oh, my 20, God, episode 20. 20. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.